The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. I'd like to um, do another guided meditation, uh, a short one, and then uh, as a way of continuing this discussion, and then have hopefully a little bit of time at the end for a little more to teach something, and if we have time, some questions. So, take a comfortable, alert posture. And part of this, the second half of this meditation will be kind of a thought experiment. So you have to kind of go along with the thought experiment, kind of see if you can imagine the world in the way that it'll be described. So gently closing your eyes. And then to begin by gentling yourself. See if you can allow yourself to become more gentle inside. If it's a nice concept that as you breathe, allowing yourself to become more tender, soft, Allowing yourself to relax into your body. Perhaps softening the shoulders, the belly. Relaxing here and your body is always in the present moment and to take refuge in your body as a way of taking refuge to just being here in the present moment. And tuning into your breathing, noticing how now your breathing is. Remembering that one of the words in the Buddha's language for breathing also means reassurance or assurance.
without thinking about it, but in some way physically, to breathe with with assurance, letting the breathing be an assurance to you. Every time you exhale, see if you can let your thoughts drift away. Every time you inhale, do you feel yourself grounded in your body? Perhaps as you exhale, relaxing the mind, 
you feel any pressure or tension or energy connected to thinking, see if you can soften and relax the thinking muscle. Soften, relax in the mind. And as you're sitting here breathing, breathing with your, the middle of your chest, softening your chest, 
relaxing in such a way that the mind becomes quieter, stiller. And feeling whatever stillness or quiet there is within you. And see if you can relate more to the stillness and the quiet than to your thoughts. Breathing in and out, one breath at a time, here, now. And for just a little bit here, maybe just a minute at the most, become aware of the rhythm of breathing in and breathing out. How the inhalation arises and passes, and how the exhalation arises and passes. See the inconstant nature of the in-breaths and the out-breaths. And noticing how it, each of these rise and passes, in-breaths and out-breaths. And now for the thought experiment. And that is, bring to mind some attachment you have, something that you're preoccupied with and caught in, some strong tendency of desire or aversion, something you're really locked in on, deep attachment maybe. Think of what it might be that if it's not, if you can't find something that qualifies for deep, just find any attachment. And think about, think about it, just a little bit reflect on it and think about it. How it feels to have it when it's up. What it feels like in your body or your mind or your heart. The emotions it comes with. The beliefs it comes with.
Now imagine that as you're aware of this attachment, that it is inconstant, that you see it, that it rises and passes, maybe in the same rhythm as your breathing, just as an in-breath arises and passes in that same kind of time frame, your attachment arises and passes. It comes back for sure, but it has this nature of arising and passing, coming and going. You're aware of it and then not. See if you can keep in mind this attachment, but imagine that it's coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. And that as it comes and goes, your interest and involvement and with his attachment begins to fade a bit, begins to weaken. It isn't that it goes away. But there's a fading process. maybe not so strong. And as you continue to be with it, seeing it arise and pass, it becomes thinner, weaker, not quite, not quite so predominant. It's still there. Arising and passing moment by moment. And then imagine that it arises one more time and then as it passes, it ceases, it goes and disappears and for now does not reappear. It's gone. And in its absence, the mind, the heart, is no longer defined by that, no longer bounded by it, limited by it. Without the attachment there, The mind is set free. As it ceases fully and doesn't reappear, imagine that there's no interest in reviving it, no interest in bringing it back. No longer any interest in having it.
and imagine that there's no interest in getting involved with it again. Now that you know what it's like to have a mind that's free of it. How wonderful to have a mind that's free, undefined, unbounded, unpreoccupied by an attachment. And then to bring this meditation to a close, you can take a few long, slow, deep breaths. Feel your body. Feel yourself sitting here. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. I'd be interested in hearing from some of you in brief comments about what it was like to do that thought experiment. And uh, particularly nice to hear from people who haven't spoken yet today. And anything is allowable, anything about the thought experiment. It was nice, it was not nice, whatever. Helpful, not helpful. So uncharacteristically, I guess, I didn't think it would work because it's such a, a difficult thing that I was approaching. And yet I felt it lift off of me. It was really quite amazing. And what's the lesson from that for you? 
that it's possible and also just a way to bring mindfulness to those moments when the uh, preoccupation arises. Nice. And when it lifted, what replaced it? Just space. It, it literally felt like it physically lifted off. Uh-huh. And that space and lightness, was that a nice thing? Yes. It was, so it was a <laughs> It's a little bit of a leading question, but yes, it was. <laughs> Great. Thank you. I've been grappling with the loss of a life and a mate that have been everything to me in my life, and I had to leave that situation. I keep obsessing about it and thinking about it and how I miss him, my dogs, and my life. And I was actually able to release it for a brief moment. I wasn't obsessed with it, and it did. It felt wonderful. It was just, I couldn't believe that I could do that. And people say, you have to forget about it and not go back there. And for the first time, I saw why they've been saying that. Mm. And it just, it felt really freeing to think that I could even not think it for a minute. Fantastic. Nice. Thank you. And that wonderfulness of it, uh, what's the lesson of the wonderfulness? The lesson is to keep doing the work, it's worth it. It's worth it. Great. Yes. Great. Thank you. There. Here we go. So I didn't, can you hear me? That's odd. Now can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I didn't have um, a particular burning attachment I was working with, but I was dealing with an attachment I've identified that's kind of underneath a lot of attachments. So working with it felt diffuse and a little conceptual, but there was a moment in the meditation where this sense of possibility opened up. Um, So it wasn't dramatic, but it was just this glimmer of a sense of possibility about what it could be like if I weren't so attached to the need for security. Mm. Nice. A glimmer of possibility. The... um the, in the ancient language of the Buddha, discussion of the Buddha, I don't know if he talked about glimmers, but he talked about having a vision, knowledge and vision. And I, I love this idea of knowledge and vision. We know something and we have a vision of what's possible. And sometimes we don't, you know, it's, it hasn't happened yet, but now we have a vision. So, so, so it's a kind of wonderful vision. So sometimes the ceasing of things, um, so we see, there's one thing to see things arise and pass. So this, the, the sequence here in the last tetrad is see the inconstant nature of phenomena. But remember, we're talking about this, this, is, number, this, step, this is step 13 in the 16 steps, right? So 
this is a time when the mind is really focused and peaceful and there's no hindrances operating. So it's a special time, quiet time. And we see the inconstant nature of phenomena, everything arising and passing. And then at some point, we don't see it arise again. It just ceases. And there's a whole different qualitative feeling. It's almost like if things can pass, <laughs> like, I don't know, the graph would be, you know, things arise and they pass. And the, the, I guess the, you, the, the wave, wave is, uh, you know, the, it starts at the, the bottom of the wave and goes up and c- comes down to the bottom. So it goes up and down, up and down. But the ceasing is more like it goes up and then it just drops down. You know, it's like, a, it's a, not just passing, it's like ceasing. So it really feels like, it, like the bottom has gone, on, gone out. And it really ceases and, so, and a, it doesn't come back up again. It might come back up in the future, but it's a very different qualitative experience that's different than a passing of something. It's a real ceasing, like dropping, letting go, like real, and um, and uh, and that shows a person a possibility, a glimmer, that it's possible to have a mind which is undefined, unbounded, unattached, uncaught by that, and one that's wonderful, or nice, or whatever you know, you know, just feels really good, and uh, that can give people tremendous inspiration, and also can give people a knowledge, a knowing about what's possible. That is uh, an incomparable kind of knowing. Oh, that's possible. I know this now for myself. And they say that when, the, the Buddhist tradition say, when the ceasing is really complete, really full, then, uh, then you really know what the Dharma is about. You, so then people become independent in the Dharma. Because now this is what it's about. You know, you don't have to do all the kind of fancy teachings and twelve-fold this and eight that's, and seven this's, and five's that. You know, you don't really have to know all that. Uh, because now you really know, it's just, oh, this is easy, that's possible. That's where freedom is found. And, um, and so that's ceasing. And then with that ceasing then, there could be a slightly different, uh, related movement. Because you really know that it ceases, it doesn't have to be there. Then there can be a letting go. Something inside of us then can fully let go which is the 16th step called, it's, in English it's translated as relinquishment. So the seizing allows, oh, that's possible, it's so wonderful. Let me just really let go of it. And, and exactly how these two relate, the seizing and letting go, whether they're, sometimes it happens together or one follows the other, but this deep kind of letting go that happens. So inconstancy, fading away, ceasing and then letting go. And this is one of the kind of the one of the profound possibilities that happens in deeper meditation practice as we get into it. And uh, and this is kind of the end of these sixteen steps, the Vanapanasati. So we've spent I don't know how many months now doing this uh, this year. Sixteen steps of Vanapanasati. We've gone through it a few different times in different ways, some of the steps many times. I hope those of you who've been here for a good number of these, <clears throat> that now there's something that you have a living, personal relationship to these practices. Because the instructions the Buddha gives is very brief. 
And so if you're not initiated into it, it's like, what are these? It's more like crib notes. Uh, that, you know, it's kind of just the notes about, you know, to be filled in. <clears throat> so now it's been filled in some degree for you. So if you see these, read these 16 steps in the future, you have some sense what they're about, I hope, and the value of it. And the amazing thing is that, um, one of the amazing things is that it's all based on f- being with the breath. It's breathing. And so the breathing is supposed to be an uncomplicated. Just a simple thing, staying with the breath. And there's a way in which this stuff can begin, this, these stages kind of unfold on their own. And there's a way in which these stages, as you know them, you can kind of see one coming and kind of encourage it and move into it and can move through these. Um, but it's best not to have some linear idea that you're supposed to go linearly through all 16 stages. I think you just end up with a headache then. You'd be relaxed about it, but it's good to, I think it's good to know it and have a sense of it and and if nothing else, to feel that uh, confident that ma- meditation on breathing is a wonderful practice uh, that works for many people and that has tremendous potential in doing it. So um, thank you for those of you who came today and those of you who have come through the series. Um, next uh, year, the, in starting I think in October, the Dharma practice days are going to pick up the, what's called the paramis, the perfections, uh, the kind of ten primary virtues that, or mind states that are said to really su- support uh, practice. So um, we'll do that. There won't be so much meditation focus next year because these are more virtues or qualities. And um, it's a really good thing to do <clears throat> is to um, always think about, not always, but to regularly think about how any of the benefits you get from the practice you do, how you can share it with others. I mean, you know, so I mean, simple ways like just making their life easier and a little bit easier for other people's lives, whether it's, you know, in your neighborhood, places of work, driving on the roads. How can you, how can the experiences of greater mindfulness, calm, insight, wisdom, patience, equanimity, whatever you get from this, um, can, you, can you lighten, the, ease the life of someone else as well? And if you could do that, then I think you benefit probably more than they do. So you can do it selfishly too. It's a good thing. Finally, um, it'd be nice to have about seven people to help uh, for about 10, 15 minutes to clean the bathrooms and vacuum in here and the kitchen and such things. Do we have some volunteers for that? One, two, three, four, five, six. That's probably enough. And um, Bill is the facilitator for it all, the director. Great. Thank you all very much.